Uh, we are live. Welcome, everybody, to Sex Wars episode 49. I'm here with Randy from Egg Report. Annika, there was a mix-up with the time. I guess I gave her the time an hour late, and she just messaged me, so she may be joining soon. I'm not totally sure. That's that's my bad. I gave her the wrong time. Randy, how are you doing, sir? Hello. Yes, hello. Uh, I'm doing all right. How are you doing? Very well, thanks. I'm excited to talk to you. Uh, you were one of my absolute favorite Twitter accounts before you got banned. And thank you. Yeah, I really mean that. I mean, you didn't really have a huge account either. I think it was around two to 3,000 followers when I started Fall. I don't know if you grew much before the banning, but... it's. Yeah, I, I think I, I was uh, around four or five, uh, yeah, so but it were, wasn't like huge. No, but you were starting to grow. Do you do you know why they banned you? Um, well, I was thinking about it today actually, um, because I, I got I got uh, the final thing that uh, pulled the trigger was reposting an an old uh, like print article from some American newspaper um, where certain slur words were in. Um, but I think it might have been because uh, I was on like a, an algorithmic watch list for uh, joking a little too much about um, the new flu. Okay, yeah, that... <laughs> That'll do it. Uh, yeah, it's a shame because I really like your account. We actually covered one of your threads on an earlier episode of Sex Wars. I can't remember what episode it was, but you had a thread about how the internet turns you gay. And it was like, <laughs> it was a classic egg report thread. Just a kind of like a take that is like so sort of bizarre but makes sense at the same time that you, that I'd never heard anywhere else. Do you remember that thread at all? Uh, vaguely. Um, do you think you I, could, I, I have a, I have a, I have a catalog like, of uh, everything, but sorry, sorry to interrupt. Do you, uh, do you think you could try to like, kind of give people the, the Coles notes version of that, of that concept? Uh, I, I mean, I, I don't remember what I what I might have said, but it, I I figured probably has something to do with like uh, uh, like generally I, I I'm very interested in in like how how we interface with information technology, and I think there's something very very uh, bad <laughs> going on generally uh, with everything internet related and like the more we use machines the more perverted we become essentially but i don't remember exactly what that the what, what that uh, <laughs> th threat might have been about yeah no worries um, i i I would have tried to find it, but it's just I didn't have time to like go through all the old episodes. That's all. Oh, good, well, but. it's uh, the the account is banned, so it's pretty difficult to find. Yeah, well, there's there's that too. Um, <laughs> there's that. So I I have an idea here, but before we get to that, I sometimes we like to do announcements uh, about past guests on the show, and uh, real quickly, I just wanted to make this announcement before we really get into it. Uh, one of our, oh, here's Annika too. Let me just add her into the stream and go to this. Hey, Annika, sorry about giving you the wrong time. That's my bad. You're muted, by the way. You're muted, Annika. You're still mute. All right. Uh, she'll, she's going to sort out the fact that she's muted. <laughs> and I'm fine. There, sorry hear, about that. I was you, having. Huh? I am, um, yeah. Okay. You, you had given me the wrong time. Hello. Also, I was having technical issues, so. Yeah, that's my bad. Uh, so anyway, a past guest of the show, Gazi Kodzo from the Black Hammer organization. You guys might remember Gazi. He's been arrested 
they've been protesting the CDC and according to this article, uh, feeding the homeless and clothing the homeless and the police arrested them and confiscated their guns and Bible. And there's a video here of the arrest. I want to play this. I want to queue up to it. It's a longer video, but I, I watched a little bit earlier. So right around here. Yes, Doritos up in the park. Ooh. Uh, oh, Lord. Hold on, I got a song. Oh, Lord. Oh, yes. I love y'all. We love you. I love you long. I love you strong. Woo. Touch one. Touch one of us. Touch all of us. Amen. Amen. I told you I had a word for you today. Amen. Amen. Give them glory. So you see here, he hands the mic back to the other members. He starts to walk away. There comes the police swooping in. And they arrest him. Uh, it's unclear exactly what the charges, if any, will be. Gazi in the article claims that They've been targeted for protesting the CDC. Oh, I don't even have my uh, camera on. What a what a gong show. There we go. So uh, we'll keep you but, updated okay. on that story I, if we if I hear about what the charges are or whatever. Hey, by protesting, they're just peacefully assembling and speaking through a megaphone. They're not like setting anything on fire or throwing things at buildings, correct? Well, from the video, it doesn't seem like they're they're doing anything yeah, kind of ruck, like wild or like that. So yeah. I I'm gonna wait till I hear what the charges are. I don't, if it's like a disturbing the peace, I'm gonna have to call bullshit on that. I um, agree. But anyway, so He's I just wanted to want to make guilty. that update. Okay, uh, Randy, I. I like I was saying, I really liked your Twitter account, and so I followed you to Substack after the banning, and I enjoy your writing. I'm I'm not a big fan of like reading blog type articles <laughs> on the internet, but I make an exception for you since you've been banned from Twitter. And I want I wanted to bring you on here, and I was trying to think of how I can get the audience like turned on to what it is about you. So I had an idea for something we've never done before, but I was, because you published a recent post, I was wondering if you would read your post to us, do like a reading, like, like, like we have an author pick, you know, imagine we're all in like a, a bookstore or a cafe and, and Randy gets up on the mic and he's going to read to us uh, one of some of his writing. So, cause I want you guys to get a flavor of what it is. And I, and I put a link to the Substack there so you can follow him and everything. But would, would you be willing to, to do that for us, Randy? Would you be willing to honor us uh, with some of your work? Yes, uh, absolutely. Um, I have it uh, prepared in a different browser. Just yeah. Um, um, well, I, I don't know if uh, there's anything uh, introductory to say about it. Um, but the title is uh, "Beating Games and Women." Um, I'm old, and I feel like it's probably not going to work out. I've always feared that this was the case, of course, but now I genuinely can't see a path forward. Before, I would have uh, great anxieties and a great imagi imagination. I would imagine vividly all the specific kinds of things that wouldn't work out. Now it's all less vivid and yet much more tangible. In youth, even failure looks more splendid. I've decided to write for at least one full hour every day, no matter what. Not necessarily publishing every day, but writing for at least an hour. That's my New Year's resolution. No matter how tired or whatever excuse I might have, usually the problem isn't that I'm tired physically or even mentally. I'm just very lonely. 
And writing is confronting that because for all my faults, this is honest. This is a, a way I have learned to be honest. I have the same problem today as I did when I was 20. It's twofold. There's nothing in my environment, my society, my time moment in history space. Uh, there's nothing uh, it offers me that I want. I cannot be satisfied by the things that the worldly powers that be offers. Spectacle, candy, and never-ending novelty. I don't want to own a car. I don't want to own things. It simply, for whatever reason, doesn't work on me like it does on everyone around me. I can deconstruct it and understand it. I can put it into all kinds of fancy abstractions and patterns and say how it's really a game of status optimizing and so, so on and so forth. And I can all perfectly well understand it. I just don't want to play. It's like chess. It's a solved game. And for me, the fun of games is not in playing them. It's in breaking them and solving them. I solved chess when I was 16 years old. I think I've told that story before. My parents had bought their first PC and I was playing around with it, playing battle chess uh, on my own. Uh, one day I proudly tell my mom that I've beaten the computer on the very hardest difficulty, which would have made me some kind of child prodigy, probably. This was in an era where people still remember the Cold War chess psyops. So she asks me to show her how I did it so she could show off to her friends and stuff. And uh, I start a new game and then immediately, immediately go into the options menu and change all my pieces to queens. And it's a sort of haha, children say the darndest things thing. But the kicker is I didn't realize that I was cheating. I just saw the totality of options available to me within the framework of the program and optimized. I am still pretty smart, though. It's just that if I had had a human to teach me chess rather than a toolbox to fiddle with and experiment on my own, I might have been better socialized. Or maybe it's all in the genes. Maybe it's all predestined by God. But back to the twofoldedness of my problem. I can play the game. I can even be good at it. It just doesn't make me happy. What makes me happy? Women. Warm men. Partnership and intimacy. Then how do you get warm men? By being good at status optimizing or, of course, cheating at it by breaking the programming and solving chess by being a famous local artist and saying her name on stage. The programming breaks down. If I make woman the goal of playing the game and status optimize and impress her, then because of the way I am in my genes or in my fate, I can only do so by lying. I have to partake in this whole system and play the game that I don't enjoy and I have to pretend that I do. I got a girlfriend once by beating her at chess. And to be fair, she had already invited me home after a party, but beating her at chess was the last thing that happened before we had sex. Here's what I want in life. As little as possible. As few things as possible. As few variables. But I can't see a way to have that and also a woman or at least to have that and also make her happy because woman like things. And even those that say they don't and want to go and live in a tent and be a dirty hippie, they all like things. It comes sooner or later. The whole world is rotten. Everything I do feels like lying. We live in an advertisement-based economy and all advertisement is lying, purposefully trying to convince you that you want something that you would otherwise uh, never have thought to want. The world doesn't run on the petrodollar, it runs on lie coin. The very structure of our economy is based on the primal concept of sin, the very first evil. Adam lied to God about eating the apple. But I feel like at least something like this, what we're doing here is different. It could be different. I've been thinking a lot about how to make money by being interesting. Previously, there was an inherent problem, like my life problem about buying things, status and women, a collapse in the game logic. Something like YouTube, generally speaking, content, monetization is all advertisement-based. 
and you can't do good with evil tools, Heidegger approved that, presumably. Or at least he would have if he was a crazy moralist like I am. They say the cure for depression is finding something that makes you want to get out of bed in the morning. I wake up every day at six sharp and get out of bed immediately. So it's not that. I just can't see a path forward. I can't see the end goal. I don't have this vivid image in my head. Kids, family, uh, military compound. These would all be very nice things to have. But I just can't see the path there. And I'm pretty good at breaking games. I formed the Roman Empire in Europa, Europa Universalis before 1600 without being a horde. All I can see is the right direction. I don't want to lie anymore. But I can't see where that leads. And I think that's learning to play the game right. Yes. Yeah. The end. <laughs> I, I think a lot of the things that you touched on are... Uh ways that a lot of us have felt. Um, I hadn't actually realized the, the part about um, how you want to get a woman, that's all you want, but you can't have a woman without things. I guess the way you worded that <laughs> was, was clever and it wasn't a slight to women. Like you weren't saying women are materialistic, but it was, there was a lot of truth in it. Um, but yeah, <laughs> even women who say, I, you know, cause I used to be a minimalist, but a lot of it is it was that time in my life it, it was a temporary phase that I was in for survival in that moment. Um, but yeah. <laughs> now, now I own a big house that's filled with things. And um, uh, everyone's kind of a minimalist when they're poor, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was poor at the time. So yeah, it's a, it's a minimalist when you're poor. Exactly. And, yeah, and you do get that dopamine rush. I'm a great minimalist. That you enjoy. And it's, yeah, so... So, but, I mean, yeah, no, that was actually really good. I, I wanted to give You're my two thoughtful. cents because it's <laughs> it's a bit of a downer, but I think that it touches on what a lot of men are struggling with feeling in this moment in time, the loneliness and the just uh, sort of like detachment or like disenfranchisement from the world, the game, as you put it. Um, yeah, I, I can relate to those feelings myself, although I'm, I'm lucky now that I found my wife. So I'm no longer, I no longer have those feelings, but I think it's a lot of people do. And if I had like one goal for this show, it would be to help those young, lonely men find men like you, Randy, to find a way <laughs> out of that. Uh, but I, I don't, I think, I don't uh, know how. That's the problem. <laughs> we have to do some brainstorming here. I, I, I think like in, in my personal experience, uh, both with like my, my internet writing and just other stuff in my life in general, um, what you're saying here is um, you want to, to help young men fuck. And um, I, I think that's very, very easy to do. Uh, like, like I've I've been told countless times by by strangers who've written me and told me like you, I I used I, I quoted some line from you uh, to a girl in a bar and it got me laid, uh, like, so just keep on producing internet content and people will uh, people will get to fucking. Well, I, yeah. yeah but, so but first of all, I wouldn't phrase it as I want them to fuck. I want them to find oh. like happiness and fulfillment, right? Yeah. Which is a little bit, a little bit more than It's that. a little different. Yeah, yeah. It's a little different. And yeah, that's kind of you, the whole thing in a nutshell. You did touch on something though, that I'm curious about because I, the, the way I met my wife was through doing the YouTube, Twitter, et cetera thing. And I've seen a lot of other people who do this partner up that way. So I'm curious yeah. if you, as a famous Substack writer, do you, do you have women? Several hundred readers. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, there's um, uh, on my old uh, medium account, there's actually a, um, an old story about, um, 
about groupies, <laughs> uh, about women reaching out to you on the internet. Um, a, a story about how I, uh, why I deleted my first Twitter account because I, uh, I got, I got, uh, uh, what's the word? Stalker. <laughs> Not quite Admir stalker. Ad an admirer. Admirer. Yeah. An admirer that I went on a date with, and then I got very scared and uh, deleted my <laughs> Twitter account and became anonymous. Okay, go on. Tell us more about this woman. This is the this is the uh, kind of stuff that people love. Um, I forget. Uh, it's it's on my my uh, like uh, ekreport.medium.com way 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 back. Um, there's a full description of it, um, but yeah. basically, um, I used to uh, to to do a lot of poetry and uh, go to a lot of poetry readings and uh, and stuff uh, of that caliber of poetry and theater and um this was like way before i was into being a weird internet guy um and uh, a girl who had seen me perform in the real world uh, uh I guess stalked me. Uh, found found my Twitter profile and contacted me and wanted to uh, to yeah. Well, this is a Christian show, I presume. Um, <laughs> but, she wanted to fuck. Uh, yeah. did, did you fuck her, Randy? No, that's that's the thing. No, I I I I, um, I was very intoxicated with this idea of groupies, basically because. I was. Uh, it's it's a strange thing to get groupies for being a, a shitty spoken word poet, uh, and, I, and I just I couldn't uh, yeah. hadn't imagined that ever happening. What's what's and, the quality of of that groupie? Can you, can you describe uh, but average the average spoken word groupie? I, I think the ultimate point of it was that I I had a um, I had a, a huge. Uh, aha moment or revelation when I um, was at, at some like she dragged me to some weird party and I was uh, in the bathroom uh, and uh, the, the thought just struck me like lightning wait a minute I don't actually have to fuck her I don't actually have to there was like this sense of uh a responsibility to find You're her attractive. <laughs> I, I think uh, I think it's it's difficult, or it's maybe something very unique to men, um, that you 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 feel like you have a responsibility to find every woman attractive, if she like makes a pass at you. There's something weird going on in your soul that says, "Couldn't I?" I I could throw a I, I, I could throw a little fuck her way, uh, but yeah, um, and the huge like uh, experience uh, the the experience the important part of that experience for me was was this idea that wait a minute you don't have to fuck every woman you can pick and choose you can be choosy you can be picky and I think that was a very healthy moment in my life. Yeah, definitely. I've said it before and I'll say it again. If if you're a guy, you haven't really lived till you've turned a woman down for sex. It's a very absolutely agree. So it's a very satisfying experience because most women haven't experienced that. Like like what Randy is saying is spot you're not on. You're a true incel until guys, guys feel like obligated to fuck everyone they can to kind of prove not, you know, not married guys, stuff like that, but generally speaking, yeah. young single guys, especially will. And so when, when a woman, women are used to being pursued, first of all, they, they're yeah. not usually we're, pursuing we're the guy. If a woman does decide to pursue yeah. a guy, she thinks it's like a given. She thinks it's like, so, so when you say no, thanks, they, they kind of break and you get to watch <laughs> it in real time. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's a, I think like for most women, especially when you're younger, like the majority of your energy is spent when you go out is trying to prevent just keep keeping guys from hitting on you. And 
just trying like that's it's just so there's so much energy that goes into just the prevention I'm not sure if it's like that so, as and, much and any nice anymore because well people don't go out anymore yeah exactly and, yeah. and like everybody <laughs> like hooks up online and so yeah. guys don't hit so as much to, in, yeah it's in, easier to just not respond I guess for women you just swipe or whatever they do you just exit yeah. the the mm. message but yeah I think um, you know back in our day um, so yeah when people when people I, met in person I want to touch on something here though that you've you've made me think about randy which is like well first of all there's this whole incel thing going on in the culture and that clearly doesn't apply to you and or does it or does it well i don't know (laughs) i i the impression i get is that it doesn't but that you also in your in your writing that you shared with us you you express a kind of sense of almost hopelessness in terms of finding the woman that can make you happy. And I want to try to get to the root of that. Why, if you can meet women and fuck them, why do you feel like it's so unthinkable that you could meet a woman and and fall in love with or, or whatever, however you would put it. Um, well, in, in in my that's uh, sort of two questions there. That's like the general societal, cultural issue, and that that's me personally, uh, which is a, a little different because me personally, I just have uh, huge attachment issues and uh, uh, really, really, really uh, low self confidence, and uh, don't really feel like I'm I deserve to live. Uh, so th- th- I have a lot of shit going on <laughs> uh, that prevents me from being easy to get along with. Um, but I think but at least uh, you're self-aware. <laughs> uh, or I'm too, or or I'm overly self-critical. Yeah, yeah I've picked Kruger. up on from your writings that you have some some issues going Jenny on. <laughs> But you also have yeah. a lot going for you. Like you play piano, right? You work out. You, you've talked about these things in your writings too. Like you seem to have a lot that uh, to offer that a that a woman would go for. What What do you mean by attachment issues? Like, do you mean that you don't fall in love um, with women? You get bored of them quickly. What's that about? I was um, I was actually talking that talking to a guy about this the other day um, where I think a a good way of expressing it is um, we, we had the last 10 years on, you know, uh, on the weird internet. Um, There was this uh, cultural movement of uh, pickup artistry, blogging and red pilling and all that. Yeah. uh, Which is essentially asking the question what do women want how can i how can i make women uh, attached to me how can i make women trust me and they were so busy asking uh, how can i make women trust me that they never stopped to consider how can i learn to trust women <laughs> um and i think what Basically, what I think is happening is that, like all healthy and normal uh, human socialization, has been destroyed by technology, and we're slowly trying to rebuild it collectively. And this is like a, a huge uh, collective movement to try to 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 reconstruct basic human socialization. And we've got gone halfway. We've learned how to trick women into liking us. Now we need to uh, take the next step, which is uh, learning to, uh, I like the word trust women, um, which is, you know, um, I'm, a, I'm a philosophy cell. Uh, I, 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 re- I read books and stuff. Um, I think it, it like the whole thing is Kierkegaard and uh, existentialism. It's about um, 
learning to interface with the absurd. Uh, no offense to women. <laughs> um, no, I, I mean, I, yeah, I'm not offended. Um, are, are you moving on to the next subject? Uh, I do have something I was going to touch on, but did you want, did um, you have some thoughts you wanted to? No, I mean, Randy's deep. I'm sorry. I like, we're <laughs> you weren't, weren't ready for we're this so early on like a Saturday morning. Huh? We started out with Gauzy Kozo and now we're like, you're like being all high IQ on us and like mel melancholy, like big brain, big yeah, heart. He's philosophy mogging us. Yes. Uh, well, so I'll I'll pull up this story that I had here to touch on. Okay. This is something that I found I, a I little definitely while have ago. thoughts on that that are a little bigger. Like well, this this ties stuff. directly into what Randy is saying about yes, technology. I, I uh, so I this is uh, uh, this was published in the Wall Street Journal. Uh, internal documents show that Facebook knows that Instagram is making young women depressed they they know it and they just like don't care because it, yeah. it's their product that they're they're mining the data and the money I, from etc so can i add something right after you i don't know how much of it you're going to read no i'm not going to read a, it i just i think that, that okay. says there's, everything you need to know a, right there yeah there's a lecture i'll actually find it um on youtube i think i saved it to a playlist um, he was speaking mostly about ADHD, but he was explaining how ADHD a couple of hundred year, years ago might have uh, might have benefited survival versus today it's seen as a hindrance um, socially. And and he was talking about how people with ADHD back then, how it could have been an advantage for survival, how that ability to just always constantly pivot and you can't you can't focus on one thing for any length of time, having a few people in each um, like village, so to speak, that wasn't a bad thing. And he, and one of the points that he made was about how just a couple of hundred years ago, when we lived in much smaller communities, where we knew most of the people in our communities, we had in-group and out-group, and we knew who we could trust. And one big thing was you could be number one. Randy, you could be the best piano player in your world. And so that gave you a lot of confidence. You were the guy that everybody went to to hear the amazing piano. Um, but nowadays with the internet, we can compare ourselves to not a hundred people, but a hundred million people. And we're constantly comparing ourselves. And they said, this is one of the things that happened with refugees is a lot of the people that were living in certain countries, once they got cell phones and they got the internet, they realized, wait, this lifestyle doesn't cut it anymore. Now I need you know, um, these people over here have Ikea and these people over here have McDonald's. I'm not happy with my life anymore. And so they're talking about how this whole global, uh, and they do it mostly for consumerism to get to get more uh, more paying customers Things. around the world. Yes, more paying, yes, more <laughs> trinkets. But by being online, especially um, on social media that's designed to be visual, like Instagram, you see all the things you don't have and you're constantly comparing yourself to other people, even if you're not naturally depressed or even if you, you're you typically the type who you kind of, you're not that materialistic, it can make a normal, healthy person feel like they haven't succeeded. And I had a friend, uh, this, I'll say this and then I'll, and then I'll yeah. pass it over to you guys. I had a friend some years ago, we were sitting in Venice and I had been, we were surfing. It was a female friend and I was teaching her how to surf. And then we go and we're sitting at a coffee shop and she was at the very end of law school. She's got like a quarter million dollars in debt. She's sitting there. She's like, I, she was like uh, mid twenties. Right. And we're sitting there and this woman, we're right outside uh, in the little uh, bistro at Starbucks. And this girl, this probably 20 year old girl in a convertible BMW, hundred and something thousand dollar car, drives up to the red light and stops. And my friend, her name is Mia, it's my friend's name. And Mia looked at her and then kind of looked at me and then looked at the girl again. And I go, what is it, Mia? And then like the girl takes off and she goes, I see things like that and I wonder what, like, what have I done with my life? Like I've spent all this money on law school and yet she drove a beater Honda. I go, wait, 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 Mia. You realize that girl probably didn't buy that car, right? Like she probably didn't go get a job and makes a hundred thousand dollars per car. No, but, and she goes, oh, well, you're right. I go, it's probably a boyfriend or her dad or something. 
but she was comparing herself to this person she's never met. She doesn't know if she even owns this car, but it's just your, the, the visuals we're constantly seeing like celebrities with a $25,000 handbag or, you know, this other person over here has this big, nice house, but you don't know the story behind it. You don't know if they're in debt and it makes you feel like you haven't worked hard enough or you haven't achieved enough because you have no idea that maybe that person's about to lose everything. Maybe they inherited everything. We don't know. So I think that it, and that makes us feel like we're like, we're not as valuable, even though it shouldn't. Um, especially young and underdeveloped brains, like teenagers, these girls definitely are going to compare themselves to like a woman who's in her forties, who maybe got through college. And that's the other thing that I noticed is people in their twenties will compare themselves to people in their fifties and think that they should have the same amount of, uh, like 401k and they should have the same amount of savings and an expensive car. So there I'll land my plane now. Sorry about <laughs> yeah. that. Well, um, yeah, uh, um, this is exactly what I was talking, you know, what I was referring to in the uh, introductory uh, long essay um, about how, if, like, like comparing your girls, comparing themselves to Instagram and Facebook, knowing it's Facebook, knowing it's toxic, all this stuff is exactly what I was referring to with um, the Litecoin thing with how everything is advertisement based because these things are not a like a surprise to anyone it's it's not an accident that that you compare yourself to the timeline that's what it's designed to do that's a feature not a bug uh, that's what the del they deliberately set out to do um and that's why i call the whole thing evil <laughs> uh, because it's because it's, it's, because they work in ads yeah oh you be, like that lady's nice kitchen well here here's a company a local company that'll renovate your kitchen it's, it's more like that the, because the whole structure of pretty much everything we call the internet today is 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 structured to work on your phone in a certain way which is ultimately driven by ad revenue and and how how long how long they can keep you uh, your attention uh, attached yeah. to the screen yeah exactly um do you think you're depressed randy <laughs> um it's a difficult question uh i don't believe in mental illness okay, so. um but yeah, uh, so, well, the, I, the, so the reason I ask is not, I'm not trying to like pry or whatever, but it's because I what you're saying, I feel that like doing this, being on YouTube can be really like soul sucking sometimes. You know what I mean? I, I would imagine. <laughs> Definitely. And like when pe people reach out to you and they're like, hey, man, do you want to like, I'll pay you $500 to promote my gambling website or whatever it is. You know what I mean? And you're just like, <laughs> or, or my, my like freemium mobile game that's designed to like find that one out of a thousand people who will just get super yeah, the addicted and spend $10,000 on microtransactions or whatever. Right. And, and you're just like, can, can I do this? I want the money, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's uh I, I'm not, I don't really, uh, I, I think I'm i I'm a hypocrite when it comes to those things, because whenever I'm offered anything, not like it, anything remotely like that. I refrain from it, but I encourage everyone to take all the money they can get. Just do fuck morality. Just take the bag, get all, get the money. Uh, but but I don't, don't do it you myself don't do it because you can't, you want to look at yourself in the mirror, right? Uh, only uh, only after work workouts yeah after doing <laughs> you know overhead press so, and, and it's like it's not just doesn't have to be just sponsorships or whatever like this is the whole world that we live in is kind of soul sucking in a lot of ways yeah. you know i don't want to be a big debbie downer here but 
it's true. I no, think, but I, think, I, 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 think I, I agree. Let's just like to cope with that. We just kind of pre- like pre- turn off the part of the brain that notices. You know, does that make sense? Mm. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, I my natural instinct is to make noticing jokes, uh, but I will refrain. Okay. Um, now, now we're on the uh, list. Thanks, Randy. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, that's. Um, I was I was thinking so, just because you, so I was in, in, invited to do this. Oh yeah. So you kind of like so the like the Instagram and all that. Do you think that there is a larger social uh, narrative being created? For nefarious reasons outside of just ad revenue, do you think it's all purely consumer driven or do you think that there's actually some like evil Soros kind of brain guy that's up there that wants to watch the world fall? Or do you think it just wants to sell clicks? Um, that's a that's a difficult question. I, I would like personally to creates a a theory or or like a description of it that doesn't require an evil mastermind i want to just have the uh, like the stuff i was talking about with with understanding the game logic and and optimizing i i i would like to have that but i also personally believe that it is um that it is the metaphysical figure of Satan uh, that is being physically manifest into our world. Yeah, it's deep. <laughs> uh, but but I, that's I, I the, I like you, but that I, muddies the picture a little bit. Sure. Uh, I, I'm just saying. I realize that people don't. That, that's that's a that's a turnoff. From well, yeah, yeah, yeah. So a lot of people are. They don't want that, to get metaphysical. That's just a little it? thing for me. I, I can. That's just a little thing for me. It's little asterisks at the end that says <laughs> it's all Satan. <laughs> I mean, just I can for, frame for it in a pleasure. more a more secular way, or, or at least like my my view on it, which is that I think what we what we were just discussing this phenomenon of having your soul sucked out through modernity technology whatever you want to call it i think that that makes people hunger for a meaning of some sort and then and that's where you find this sort of the rise in the activism class and then and so all those people are cogs in the machine to answer annika's question like the youtube and Facebook and it, it, Google, whatever, these are corporations that are made up of people. And these people are just as broken as the rest of us and are trying to find some way to some kind of light, some kind of meaning. And they, the way they go about that, though, is like, you know, trying to create boogeymen to fight against and, and so forth. So... That's that's yeah. my two thoughts on it. It's not necessarily like Soros or the puppet master, whoever pulling the strings, but there's a lot of cogs in the machine that have their own agendas that create yeah. a motion or a movement, I, I, whatever you want to call it. Right? Do you think it's I, intentional? I think we could find some of society. LP, but do you think the intended purpose is to destroy things so that they can there, there create is the no solution? Intent, or just I don't destroy? think I don't. There's okay. no, yeah, it's just a bunch of people that are, that are all kind of like, sh- like sheep in a way. What, what were you going to say, Randy? Um, I was going to say, I think we can find some common ground. Uh, the way you are describing it here is in that. Um, I also think that this, this whole machinery is the product of, it's not like the directed product of anyone's will it's not like someone deciding that this is how things should be, but rather it is the um, the totality of human failure uh, every step along the way. And when I when I call call it um, Satan, that, then I mean like Satan is the, the the collective failure of the human race on a like psychological level. 
like I just I don't know ascribe some si sort of um, metaphysical uh, uh, unity to to it. I no, I've I had another thought, but I forgot what it was. Uh, what what are you just saying? <laughs> Uh, I guess so. We well, were I, we were talking yeah, about intent, and I think we all kind of agree that it's yeah. it's not I, I it's not the, some like grand conspiracy exactly. It's just yeah, a failed I don't, I don't system. Think it is. I was just so. I, so I, I guess the next the next uh, topic to tackle would be what can people do? And I don't know again that any of us have the answers here, but. <laughs> what, like, what what are the wholesome healthy ways to to escape this prison world i think Let's, uh... to communities where you're surrounded by like-minded people who have your best interests at heart um people who you feel you can trust um even if it's an apartment complex i mean just move to an area where you feel like you have a, kind of a similar kind of culture with those you're around and have lots of babies. <laughs> That's what I think people should do. I agree. Yeah. Um, but what's your solution, Randy? That's the thing. I'm, I, 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 I think we still need more than, than that. Uh, I have, um, No, but uh, just say it. Whatever. I, I, <laughs> no, no, mind, no I, I, I'm not holding anything back. <laughs> okay. I'm just uh, thinking. <laughs> um, I think the the problem is in finding a way to to interface with with our technolo technological environment, because you can't. Unless you have a lot of money, you can't just exit. You can't just remove yourself from all of these things. And I've done my best uh, trying to remove myself from a lot of things uh, while being very poor. And uh, it's uh, it's 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 not easy. Um, I agree. I, I I think there's there's still a need to to find some kind of way to to uh, to to engage with all this stuff and to interface with it in a healthy limited way um and that's actually that's that was the whole idea behind my substack thing in the first place i i wanted to to do a lot of fancy high-minded writing about technology and stuff but then i you know life life gets in the way and you write stories about dicks and balls instead um, yeah i think it's good uh, to be engaged i mean we we had uh bronze age pervert on the last episode and he was saying you know make a twitter account make a youtube a blog whatever it is and and uh i think put yourself out there i think that's a good uh uh putting yourself out there i think one of the one of the important things is being an active participant rather than a passive participant um, in 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 whatever you do, really. But uh, thinking specifically about like uh, there's a lot of like internet stuff that I don't like at all. But just I I have my my little book clubs and my little writing buddies. Um, I think a lot of lot. I think more people should uh, just start start blogs and uh, write essays about how how they about their feelings. That was actually what I originally. I I, I hypocrite originally was a blog, and I did that for about it was a six live months journal. before I started. It was it was a WordPress. It was your dear diary. <laughs> The 2015 mm -hmm. version of log of a live journal. Well, yeah, it was. I was talking about because I was going through like family court at the time and stuff like that. So I was talking about all that stuff. So um, LP, the, the I hypocrite is it really just like the Hippocrates or what's the what's kind of the like 
I mean, I'm familiar with like. Why did, why did I call it I hypocrite? Yeah. I, I think yeah. hypocrisy is sort of a fundamental inalienable aspect of human nature. I think we're all hypocrites and you're better off embracing it to a certain degree than, than lying to yourself and telling yourself that you're not a hypocrite about some things, you know, that that's the general idea. Yeah. I think, um, I think this is a good place to wrap it up. I think we've, we've run, we've run through a sort of thread. I don't know if it, if it's going to be that useful for people, but. Um, I don't know. I, these, these are good. No, I was, a, as a, I enjoyed deep. the conversation. Yeah. Um, I put, yeah. like I said, I put the Substack link for randy for egg report in the description there for people who want to check it out you can i don't if you guys don't know how substack works you just go you you pop in your email address and then whenever randy publishes something you'll get an email with with the content right there you don't even have to go to the website or you just read it in your email um, did you have anything else you wanted to plug randy any any future plans projects we should know about um, I mean, I have uh, I have some articles on Medium. Um, that's just eggreport.medium.com. Egg uh, yeah. um, I was going to like host them on Substack as well. I've just haven't gotten around to it. <laughs> but maybe they may, maybe I will. Uh, but otherwise, no, I don't. Uh, I don't. I, not not that I can think of. Yeah. All right. Well, I will be continuing to follow your journey. I hope you find the woman who makes you happy, I guess, <laughs> to, to, to put it uh, explicitly. That, that seems to be what you're looking for. And it's a good goal to have as good as any, as far as I'm concerned. So I hope that that works out for you. And uh, yeah, thank I'll, you. I'll keep reading. And I want to thank you for joining us today. And thanks to everybody Thank you for who having joined me. us in the live chat. And uh, yeah, we'll just end it there. Catch everyone on the flip side. Peace out.